0: Headline out
1: here, here on uh, Bandcamp. Okay, ten Latin X screamo band, bands riding screamo's new wave. Okay, wow, that's a highly specific demographic. Sure
2: is, dude. That is a highly. I specific think it should be Latinx. <laughs> well, I think it's fucked up that they're co-opting the X, uh, the X ending from punks. Yeah. P-U-N-X. Yeah. That if if ever I've seen a cul- uh, a case of cultural appropriation that's I it. I think that's it. Yeah. So uh, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I am Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. Um, today we're coming at you from a, a very cozy setting. Typically re- we record in the basement of. Uh, Nate's girlfriend's home and sometimes we uh because of that we get some ambient noise we get some heater noise sometimes she's walking around living an adult life upstairs while we're recording in the basement talking about punk and hardcore amongst toys amongst amongst literally hundreds of toys but today we're up at uh at Nate's work work building and uh we're recording in in
1: utter silence surrounded by fields and nature yeah we're up in uh the middle of nowhere in the nature preserve mm-hmm. that uh, my office sits in.
2: Nate was shooting a gun out of the back door a little bit ago. It's, uh, it's kind of a paradise, actually. Giving them hell. Yeah. <laughs> really really giving it to them. Yeah. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the premise of the show, it's quite simple. We listen to punk hardcore and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send to us. And uh, we give our honest reaction to it. Typically, it's our first time hearing the release it's not a review show we're not critics in a traditional sense we make no sort of value judgments about our opinions we just uh, we're just honest about it so if you don't like what we have to say that's cool we're all adults here you don't have to take anything that we say to heart but that said our opinions are um, really good so if you want to take them to heart you're more than welcome to um, if our opinion if our opinion sucked we wouldn't be so cool
1: <laughs> I hope you're a bunch of cry babies go cry yourself to sleep We <laughs> you shred your band
2: right so uh, beyond that uh, the, the, uh, the actual format is quite simple we, just, uh, we have ten bands in the queue every week Nate rolls some dice And uh, whatever the uh, polyhedron lands on that's what, we, uh, that's what we listen to We usually get through five or six bands an episode And sometimes we like it Sometimes we hate it Sometimes we're ambivalent So uh, the last few weeks We've been kind of going through, um, through bands And shit that we've been listening to recently Over the last week So that we have an opportunity to talk about bands Outside of the context of the, context of the show I will say that, so we, 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 do a, uh, we have a Patreon, too, where we talk about stuff other than what, we, still, still punk and hardcore music, but we, uh, we kind of, um, it's a different format than this. And on last week's episode, we talked about records from our collection that we've acquired in the last year that uh, we just really dig. And one of Nate's selections was the Condor LP. I have been listening to that every day. Since it was brought up on the on the Patreon episode, I was already familiar with that stuff and enjoyed it a lot. And then you playing the couple songs from it on the episode really reinvigorated my interest in it. And uh, yeah, I've been listening to that basically. I've been listening, quite frankly, to almost nothing else. I've just been listening to that constantly. Other than that, it's only been a few days since we recorded. Yeah. Like four days, five days. Yeah. So other than podcasts and watching some TV, I've pretty much just been listening to the Condor LP this week.
1: Yeah, I, my record player is down. Oh, yeah, uh, just yeah, got right. it fixed. Yep. So I haven't been listening to very much, mm. truth be told. Yeah. T- took a couple of days off work and didn't do anything. I right. um, just listened to some podcasts and watched TV and slept. I'm into um, it. So I don't really have much new to report that I'm into. Fair enough. Uh, right now. Fair that's enough. It's about where I am. I haven't, I haven't listened to a ton of new stuff in the past few days. But um, like I said, it's only been four days. Right. I will say that I heard through the grapevine that. Uh, One of the chief, I guess, maybe critiques Mm -hmm. of what we say or I say Uh is it's just meat and potatoes hardcore is what we like. Uh Well, number one, fuck you, because that is the best version of hardcore. Obviously, yes. Right? Right. It's the most timeless and it is the best. Yep, that is true. And number two, if you listen to the Patreon episode, um, which most of you didn't, Mm -hmm. there's not a single hardcore band that uh, I promoted on that. Yeah, not one. Not one. Beyond which,
2: if you just even listen to the episodes, using your human adult ears, you can hear, right there. I mean, it's demonstrably true. It's in a, we have evidence for it, recorded evidence that uh, it's that your that that claim is just simply false.
1: And meat and potatoes hardcore. What the fuck is that? Right. You know, like I ain't bitching, but I'm gonna bitch. Right. Because I got a mic in front of me. Right. That's right? what we do. I like New York style. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is kitty pool. Fucking chest and beat down baby hardcore. Right. I don't, I don't like fucking music for five year olds. Right. I'm not a 13 year old boy, so right. I don't like music for 13 year olds. Right.
2: Uh, it's, it's it's interesting because actually a lot of the stuff that both of you know both of us like uh, the most on these episodes oftentimes isn't even like hardcore per se. Yeah. A lot of the times it's the hardcore adjacent stuff. Yeah. Like the more Punk stuff, like the more straight-ahead punk stuff, or like the power pop, st- pop stuff that we've had, or the post-punk stuff. Um, you know, by and large, I mean both you and I listen to a ton of hardcore, but a lot of the stuff that we listen to, like contemporary bands that both of us are very into, tons of stuff. It runs the gamut. Right. You know what I
1: mean? It, I have a feeling that people that complain just complain because you know, like I said, I don't like the fucking kiddie pool shit that uh, they're all about, and. Right. Sooner or later, you realize that you don't really like it either.
2: I right, exa- yes exactly. Give it five years, you're going to be in the same boat, um, or you're going to be in a boat somewhere because you got you finally finished college and you got that nice job and your parents have funded your life and you no longer care
1: about pumpkin heart. Or you will be in your grave because something tragic has befallen you. Right. Those are those are the three outcomes. Those are those are that's it. You ditch shitty music, mm-hmm. you gain wealth, mm-hmm. or you die. <laughs> Um, Also,
2: uh, I have a I have a feeling a, a sneaking suspicion that maybe some of the people who make that claim are bands who we've dissed, yeah. who then only listen to the part of the episode where we say sure. your band is bad, and right. then they're like, well, they just don't like it. They, it's because they only like this. It's like, look, dude, no, that's not true. Because I'll say this too, and it's I think this is applicable to you too, like because you really like low end, right? Which is not it's well done. I like it. That's what I'm saying. Is like there. Any genre that you can think of that you might say, oh, well, they just don't like this. Broadly speaking, you may be correct, but like, there are always exceptions, and those exceptions are when it's really fucking good. Right. So if we don't like your band, obviously, yes, of course it's a matter of taste. Everything's a matter of taste. But if we don't like your band, in our opinion, it's because it fucking sucks. Right. Not because it's in a particular genre. If you're a beatdown band that's doing something crazy fucking original and bringing it, Cool, that's sick. If you're just a normal ass beatdown band, yeah, you probably fucking suck. Yeah, not my fault, not yeah. my problem. In right. fact, it's not it's not my problem at all. Uh, on that note, let's roll the dice and see what's up first tonight. I hope it's a beatdown band. I don't think we have any in the queue tonight. Who do we have in the queue tonight? Oh, that's right. You know what? We got so we got so caught up sniffing our own fucking yeah, farts, farts <laughs> smelling our own assholes that uh,
1: you know, right? Wagging our tails and sniffing our assholes. Let's hear who we're actually talking about tonight. So. First up, we have the, the band Rob Breed from Denver.
2: Rob Breed has been around for a couple years now. They are a very dope hardcore band. Um, I've really enjoyed what they've put out so far, but their out, output has been pretty minimal. They sent me a, an upcoming track that is not released yet. Um, they're putting out a record with the... Um, the one of I believe it's the vocalist of Protocols label okay. I think what, and you, what's what's dynastic a, I, D- yellow Star. dynastic yellow star records that's right so this I believe this will be included on the upcoming release via dynastic yellow star, then we have a so uh, hold on a second yeah
1: that's a strange name for a hardcore band you don't hear many like oh you, uh, hardcore, hardcore bands like no the band itself Rob, Rob Reed right <laughs> are you are you being facetious that's what it sounds like you said Rob Reed yes Rob Reed yes Rob Reed uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That's what? Weird. Why, why, why is that weird? Is it like a dude in the band? And it's like Billy Joel and his band? Rob Reed and his oh, <laughs> band?
2: Rob Reed. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, Raw Breed. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. Rob Reed would be a sick name for it a band, obviously. Yeah. yeah, we should do, it, we should do a, a brother band. Yeah. Rob Reed. Also, everybody can hear your, your, your rapper crunching. Huh. Like I said, it's I'm not, a real man that
1: lives in a real body. <laughs> And it makes noise <laughs> that,
2: That's not that's not a bo- that's an extension of your body I get fidgety hands um, Then uh, we have a, a, a repeat from last week Talicactus. Uh, they are a band from Argentina That was sent by a, a friend of the show Then we have Living World Which is another repeat from last week um, This was sent in by my homie TJ He said it was fast, reverby uh, Hardcore punk from Pittsburgh uh, You know, sounds like it's in my lane But what do I know? Uh, another repeat sent in by a guy named Dan, a band named Lint Trap from Milwaukee. Don't know nothing about it. Um, I think it's kind of on the post punky end of things, but we'll see if we land on it. Then we've got uh, Ekbombs, that, uh, they're a band from Providence, Rhode Island. Don't know anything about them. They were described as sort of D beat, raw, punky kind of stuff. Then we have got Dregs, who are a band from Vienna, Austria, that were sent, uh, sent over by Anthony from the band Jell. And uh, Anthony's into cool stuff, so I assume he probably sent some cool, some cool stuff our way. Um, this was also kind of described as as this uh, is kind of thrashy punk. And then they, some members of that band, are in the next band that's on the list, Morbid, obviously also from Austria. This this stuff was described to me as also being kind of DBD raw punk stuff. Then we have got Blueprint from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. More, I think, uh, kind of straight ahead hardcore punk stuff. Then we have got the band that I mentioned a moment ago, Gel. Um, Anthony sent me over two tracks off of their upcoming promo that's not out yet. And then last up, we have a band called Extricate, which was sent to me 30 minutes ago. Okay. Um, So I truly know nothing about this at all, like at all at all. It was just sent to me with no context, just a link. Okay. And uh, it's new-ish, it's a year old, I think. So I decided to throw it in the queue. That's Give what we got. Go. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Four. Okay. So, four is Lint Trap. It is, uh, the band camp is itslinttrap.bandcamp.com. This looks to be, I guess, uh, an EP in the traditional sense. It's seven songs. Uh, none of the songs are over two minutes long, which I like. That's, uh, you're already endearing yourself to me by not overstaying your welcome with any of these tracks do you want to just do you want to do the fourth track it's right in the middle of the release it's two minute long two minutes long basically all of these songs are like right around two minutes long uh sure that sounds good pseudoscience swirl okay okay so we're going to listen to pseudoscience swirl by the band lint trap off of their inherited mind ep heard the band Lint Trap, and we uh, went ahead and decided to listen to two songs so that we could get a better sample size. So we listened to Pseudoscience, Swirl, and Magic as a Speck. Nate, why don't you uh, start us off?
1: Uh, that did nothing for me. I yeah. thought that was, by and large, boring. Mm-hmm. It sounds like stuff that I like, right? but I said to you, it also sounds like, like a public domain sample right. of what poppy, sort of dreamy post-punk should sound like. Right you know, like yep if you're trying to get an idea of what a genre of music sounds like just go to this website and click this soundboard right and you'll hear riffs that fall into the domain of that right they're not good but you know you get an idea you get an idea it's right. the, it's it's a furniture showroom <laughs> right 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 that's what this sounded like to me it sounded yeah. like i wanted to kind of like it mm-hmm. but it didn't have um it just didn't have enough, like, zing. It wasn't delivered with any sort of enthusiasm. Right. Uh, pretty much the same tempo throughout both songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much the same, like, seemed to me like the same, like, guitar delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vocals were way too upfront. Mm-hmm. Should have buried those fuckers back in there. Right. Nah. No thanks. Yeah. Um, keep at it. Keep working. Sure, yeah, it's not yeah,
2: it's not that far off from being there, but there are just there wasn't enough urgency to this stuff. Um I like I like jangly post-punk indie rock stuff in this vein same as you, but the elements just weren't coming together and
1: coalescing in a way that felt satisfying to me. Yeah. And like rather than like trying to sound deadpan and boring this was just deadpan and boring. Right, right,
2: right, right. It didn't it didn't it it didn't come off as somebody like trying to appear disinterested right. and aloof. It just kind of felt felt that way emotionally. It made right. me feel disinterested and aloof when listening to it. Right. Yeah, I just couldn't like I wanted to like it. I just couldn't engage with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like on any significant level. It's fine background music. Like I wasn't mad at it at all. I don't think that I don't think any part of that was bad. No,
1: but this is like background music that you would hear at a restaurant, mm-hmm. kind of like low on the stereo. You think, oh, what do I know who this band is? Right. No, I don't. And then you just let it go because you don't care enough to find out.
2: Uh, vocals, vocals sounded like Homeboy from uh, Bell and Sebastian, which only works in Bell and Sebastian. Basically, I liked the I liked the main riff in that second song, but like it just wasn't like I said, it just wasn't played with like the urgency and the ferocity that I think if you I think if you dialed up everything in this band a couple notches and reapproached it from a more energetic position it could work a lot better it felt like there were defi- definitely notes of like 60s garage and psych rock, which is all stuff I really really like, I mean I love the Sonics and Zachary Thax and Electric Prunes and all of that stuff, mm. but again that was music played you know a lot of those bands were around in 64 65 and
1: they were ripping back
2: they were ripping and you had to be a fucking weirdo to be playing that shit in the 60s so there was no there was no posturing there was no fronting like if you were doing that in 1965 you were a fucking weirdo who wanted to play like ripping weird music Mm -hmm. so a lot of the time when bands channel those elements now it just doesn't work for me because like it's genre exercise in a genre that requires authenticity to be good yep you know what i mean so um not mad at lint trap keep working keep working at it it's not like i said the elements are there it's not that far off from being something good um it just didn't really catch me
1: yeah i'm not gonna pay attention to it right now it's back like you said it's background music right. it is it's it's like i said it's a sample it's furniture display
2: right for sure so yeah keep at it uh, if you if you do something if you do something in the future Feel free to send it over i'll take a look uh, i'll take a listen to it with uh with an open mind but uh, on that note let's roll the dice and see what uh, see what's up next 10. so 10 is the newest thing that we actually got uh got got sent over my way like a uh, 30 minutes ago that i mentioned extricate um, the Bandcamp is extricate hc.bandcamp.com it looks like this is a four song ep called unforgiving years the band is from California. It doesn't seem to specify where. Um, well, yo, look who uh, look who pops up in the uh, liner notes there. Mastered by Will Killingsworth there at Dead Air Studios. Um, Will's rich. I think we've discussed it before. I don't like to discuss. I don't. I, I don't like to count other people's money. But based on what we have seen on this podcast, he must be. I mean, he's kind of the the bill gates of hardcore maybe oh wait a second
1: how old is this
2: well it looks like it came out in november of 2018 november 7th so what? what's today oh no, november 14th yep <laughs> you are one week past the ex- expiration the, date one week past the expiration that is true are we are, are we gonna make an exception or we are, or
1: no will this is the Listen up. This is the only time we are making this exception. Okay, fair enough. Right? Well wait. fair warning.
2: It looks like there's actually a more th- uh wait, there is a there's a more recent release on here. Okay. They're split with bystander. Let's oh, go. Oh wait, with- wait, no, you know what? This is this is weird. It's each each track on on this is an hour long, and they're titled Conversations One and Conversations oh, Two. Oh fuck that. With absolutely no context for what that even That means. sounds like nonsense. That sounds like listen, utter gibberish. If
1: that makes me not want to play it just on the principle alone. So what do we do? Do we give them a pass and say, listen, this is a full hard stop. Mm-hmm. Right? If you are one day past right expiration, we don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Or do we just say, Nope. We're in a conundrum here. Um yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like we've got to hold true to ourselves and we gotta say nope. I think that we do too
2: yep. So I'm sorry to Extricate um, I think Javier The guy who sent this over I believe actually Plays guitar in this band Javier I think that you're New to the podcast um, We just recently Became social media friends Rules is rules It's ex-members of Of uh, he, Actually he just Messaged me right now Ex-members of Seven Generations And some other Like 90s vegan Straight edge bands But rules are rules But rules are rules We can't This is a punk Podcast uh-huh. And rules are rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we well and the other thing too is like if i'm on here like oh it's ex-members of seven generations and these like uh, 90s vegan yeah, yeah. straight edge bands with clout you're if we're, favorites right exactly if we're giving we're giving uh, you know preferential treatment to people just because of their scene clout and their pedigree what sort of precedent does, does yeah. that establish you know what i mean yeah. so i'll say this javier if you're listening
1: re-record this
2: <laughs> or if you guys record something new Feel, friend, feel free to send it our way. I'll we happily will give check it, it priority, out. actually. Yeah, because you know what? Because we, we fucked up. My bad. I didn't look at the date on this before I threw it in. I just assumed that it would be timely. It wasn't. Not your fault. You know what I mean? Actually, like I said, if you, dude hasn't even listened to the podcast before, how could he know? You know what I mean? Well, he's
1: about to find out in the worst way. He's about to fucking find out. Going to learn today.
2: So uh, I guess let's just re-roll. Okay. We got uh, eight eight bands to choose from now, so roll that, that uh, D8 and let's see what's up. Two. Okay. So two is one that has been in the in the queue for a few weeks, so I'm glad we got around to it. It's talacactus.bandcamp.com. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's T- Talacticus. talacticus. It could be Talacticus. Talacac- <laughs> it's definitely talacac- not Talacticus. How, how could it
1: be anything but Talacactus?
2: Yeah, it's right. It's got to be. Um, so this is a full length. Uh, songs are short. Like to see that. Uh, God on, damn, they sure are. They sure are. Only a couple songs over a minute long. Makes me wonder if this is, uh, you know, power violence, a jace, or fastcore or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, in that, because of that, let's listen to a few songs. I think we should listen to
1: at least two. Yeah. Um, um,
2: do we just want to start at the beginning, or or what do you think? Because the first track on here is only a minute. It's under a minute long. So it does 59 it. and the next one is 37 seconds. So do, you, do we just want to hear the, the one two punch that they opened up the uh, record with?
1: Yeah, and then um, if we feel like we need to add another one that's short enough we can, but I think we'll get the gist of it.
2: Okay, cool. So we're going to listen to uh Desierto and Rosa Lux by Talacactus off of their self-titled LP. <laughs> So we just listened to three songs by the band Talacactus from Argentina. We listened to uh, Desierto, Rosa Lux, and Hives. Nate, go ahead and uh, kick us off.
1: Uh, so that is a testament to the value of cultural diversity in hardcore. It is indeed. Um, I absolutely loved the timbales or the bongos or whatever it was. And, it, like, the percussion on those songs was really good. It was sick. And it was, like, toe-tapping. Right. And there was plenty of, like musically it was fine like the guitars and everything but Mm -hmm. what really got me was the percussion yeah there's a couple good breakdowns Mm -hmm. but when you added those to when they add those timbales to like the breakdown parts right 100 percent better
2: yeah it was awesome yeah yeah there was like a couple good like side to side mosh parts um this was like you know garagey hardcore punk stuff but yeah that percussion really uh it put it in a uh Put it in a, in a different class.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't for that, this wouldn't really stand out. No, it's like it's like fine middle of the road. Fine middle of the road. But yeah. the percussion that's in there, mm-hmm. and I don't know shit from piss about Argentina. Right. But I'm imagining that that's a cultural influence in the in the music. Most certainly, yes. Right, right. So if it wasn't for that, nothing about this would stand out to right. me. Yeah, I agree with that. I it, mean, I think it's fine, but sure. I wouldn't really have been smiling. Right. I wouldn't have felt like moving. Right, right. But you add that, and I was into it a lot. It's it's like, before the French, we had just toast.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Toast is fine, <laughs> Uh huh. but it's not like I'm going to eat only toast for breakfast and be stoked about it. Right. And you give me French toast, and I'm eating a whole goddamn loaf of bread for breakfast. <laughs> right. Right? Uh-huh. You give me that without the with bongos and timbales and stuff, it's fine. I'm probably not going to listen to the whole record. Right. You put in that percussion, and... I'm going to not only listen to it, but like dance to the whole record.
2: (laughs) Right. Yes. It made it incredibly danceable. There was like, I think my favorite part on any of those songs was in, I believe it was the third song in Hives Hives, when they kind of went into like the typical, like Tom and snare mosh part. Yeah. Yeah. But the like timbales or whatever they are, I can't really, I'm not good with like non-traditional percussion. So I don't know if it's fucking bongos or timbales or whatever it is. But when those were like hit with the same rhythm as like the Tom yes, Mosh part, yes, yes. it was awesome. That was awesome. That made me stoked. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, and it kind of, it feels almost like we're doling out like a weird backhanded compliment because it's like, well, if, if it weren't for that, this wouldn't be that outstanding. I do believe that. But right. For what it's worth. I, I don't really think it is a backhanded compliment. It's just because like, there are plenty of bands who I'm like, if it weren't for this one thing. Right. This wouldn't be that great. Right. In this case, it's just
1: wild-ass percussion choice that I'm really into. And it makes it seem like that would be a ton of fun to see live. Yeah. Without it, this would be no different than any sort of like middle, standard of the road opening act at a fucking punk show. Right. But with it, mm-hmm. it's a totally different thing.
2: For sure. I would love to hear, and maybe this exists and I'm just unaware of it because I-, I certainly wasn't aware of this before. I would love to hear more like punk and hardcore that had distinct
1: cultural influence from the region where it from whence yeah. it comes you yeah know well I, I mean, mean we, we've lamented that like that homogenization mm-hmm. you know due to the accessibility of this stuff is is uh, it's it's unfortunate yeah it's regrettable and and you don't get like regional sounds right that much so right. it's nice to hear like completely different like cultural influences mm-hmm. and a new take on on something
2: yeah for sure I dig that. So, uh, Tal Cactus, I'm into that shit. Yeah. If if only for the percussion, still very into it. I, still w- I would like Bring to, it. I'd like to, I, yeah, bring it indeed. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to listen to the rest of that record and, uh, and see how it sits with me. And all, that's the other thing too. It's like, it's 15, 15, tracks. Most of them are like, most of them are 30 seconds, 45 seconds. This, this album
1: has to be less than t- like 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. So, 13
2: like, minutes? You give me, you give me 12, 13 minutes of this infused with, uh, with Argentinian rhythms. Yeah. I'm happy about that. I'm all about it. All right, cool. So, Tala Cactus, big ups. Let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Okay. Seven. So, yeah, so we'll, so we'll call that a seven. Okay. Wait. We got to figure it out. Yeah, we got to. It's our new it. system. Right. Okay, so seven is the uh, the gel promo tracks that I was sent. These uh, these aren't out yet. By the time this episode goes up, they might be out. Um, Anthony said they might be out by the end of the week. So, if we're premiering them, sick. If not also sick um Nate I'll just send you the I'll send you the link to this outside of the podcast because it's a private link right now sure um there are two tracks up looks like the first one's a couple minutes long so we'll just listen to the first track they don't even have names right now okay so we'll just listen to track one off of Jell's new uh two-track promo okay That was the first
1: track off of Jell's upcoming two track promo. Name. Uh, name of that song was Promo Masters. <laughs> and Gel are indeed the masters of the promo because that was a good song. It was very good. Um, a few episodes back, I don't know when, but we were talking about the idea of Mysterious Guy Hardcore. Or maybe it was in the Patreon, one of the Patreon episodes. Uh-huh. And how there was definitely like a fad in hardcore Yep, that was, you know, sonically identifiable.
2: Right. Yeah. The, the youth attack scene of the. The mid to late aughts.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's another sort of like branch on the sort of that, that sort of tree, that shrub mm-hmm. that routes in the same line as like gag and bib and stuff like that. Right. That's and, definitely in the lineage. And then. that's definitely like right on that same, that same branch. Totally. If you like gag, if you like bib, if you like you know, um, a lot of that, like Tarantula, a lot of that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Hoax. Hoax. Right. Then you'll like this. And you can call it a trend or whatever, but fuck me. Just like Mysterious Guy Hardcore, I still go back and I listen to those records and they're still fucking good. Yeah. Say what you will about uh, the uh, longevity of the personas involved. Sure. But you can say that about anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, They're still fucking good. And this is, same thing, still good. Yeah. And it's ignorant in a... I don't want to say it's ignorant in a smarter way, mm-hmm. but it's ignorant in a more interesting way. Like there's right. definitely like shitty ignorant beat down tempos and riffs in that. Right. They're just delivered in a snappier, more interesting way. Right. Than you know the what I slam on all the time. Sure. Little boy hardcore. Right. 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 Yes. Totally. Um, yeah. This is one hundred
2: percent. So to to pre- before before I go get into talking about gel. To provide a little context for listeners who might not have it because i know we do we have a lot of younger listeners and listeners who are just getting into punk and hardcore which for one is fucking awesome anytime i get messages i actually got one a few minutes a few minutes ago just you know saying hey like this this is helping me get into stuff it's cool to have sort of historical context for stuff because i'm just getting into this so keeping that type of listener in mind the mysterious guy hardcore trend so to speak a thing that existed in like the mid to late aughts, um, largely built around uh, Youth Attack Records, which is a label run by Mark McCoy, who used to play in Charles Bronson and uh, The Oath and a bunch of a bunch of bands. Um, And Youth Attack is known for doing. Super limited presses and super limited runs of their records. Oftentimes, weird packaging uh, or sort of like gimmicky additional releases. You know what I mean? Like this comes with a pair of velvet gloves or whatever the fuck. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which to me is actually cool. And uh, but I definitely get why pe- some people view it as gimmicky and dumb. And like I, I totally get it. Right. And there was a scene of the of these bands that was like on the internet gained this, this terminology, this moniker, mysterious guy, hardcore. And as Nate said, some of the personalities associated, associated with it might've been fleeting people who were just sort of tourists. And it definitely, uh, it definitely appealed to sort of like loft punks, you know, people that had like a nice Brooklyn loft who were dipping into the subculture for a moment. I don't know shit about that. Cause I ain't from New York. Fair enough. But, uh, as as we said, say what you will. A lot of that music fucking holds up, and the music that's in the lineage of that holds up really well. By and large, it's just sort of like traditional hardcore filtered through a bunch of reverb. Sure,
1: you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the reverb on the vocals. That I mm-hmm. mean, that it's definitely a trend. It's mm-hmm. not going to stick around. Sure. But it fucking works. Yeah. It works super well. And, and, when, and when you listen to that, you can hear the classics of hardcore. You can hear Negative Approach mixed with Infest and some, like, New York shit. Right.
2: Totally. And uh, so I already liked Gel prior to this. Um, their last release is fucking awesome. Um I was expecting to enjoy this. I, this is actually... I like this even even more than, than what they've put out so far. This is fucking awesome. Um, I don't know if this is a promo for an LP or a 7-inch or what exactly this is a promo for. Whatever it is, I'm fucking psyched to hear it because this song, I mean, it just absolutely ripped. They're playing my house, The Bug House, uh, January 13th. I was already looking forward to that show. Now I'm extra looking forward to that show. I'm really praying that... Um, not you know not to insert too much personal stuff in here but i probably gotta get surgery on my spine at some point in the next few months mm. i am very much hoping that does not overlap my recovery period does not overlap with that show well,
1: hopefully you don't damage your spine at the show and never walk again
2: well my my spine's already so damaged yeah you know what i'm saying if i'm it gonna could be more damaged you <laughs> could if there's one thing that i know about a spine no matter how damaged it is could it, be more it could always be more right um, yes. Unfortunately, I, I will probably have to recuse myself from any slam dancing that may occur at the show, which is unfortunate because I want to murder people to that. Well,
1: you just have to stand on the side like me. I could just fire my gun. Just yeah. wildly. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good way to uh, encourage kids to come on out. Right? We can do active shooter drills in your basement for the show. (laughs) There you go. I'll, I'll, like, assault the basement with an unloaded shotgun. Okay. And you guys can hide in one of the rooms, and we'll do an active shooter drill. That's not a bad idea. I think a lot of the people that come there aren't too far out of high school, so they know exactly what to do. They'll probably have me down in seconds.
2: (laughs) They probably will. Yeah, exactly. They've been running these drills for the last few
1: years. I've never confronted an active shooter. Never had to deal with an active shooter drill. Right. But fuck if I want to deal with 15-year-old kids right now, because they're going to fuck your shit up. (laughs)
2: yeah dude they're the hardest they've ever been in history um i will i will say a a brief um a brief aside on that tip for those not versed in 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 the history of indiana hardcore there has been various wild goings on throughout the various sort of pockets and scenes that we've had and indianapolis um, has some pretty wild mythology associated with it from the from the mid aughts mid to late aughts and um The band Punch played down there one time and uh, a a notorious figure of the Indianapolis hardcore scene, who I will not incriminate by name, but is always always doing wild shit, is a generally wild dude, uh, did indeed pull out a gun during their set and began firing it at the ceiling. Yeah. And um, which I (laughs) I fucking love that. Uh, Punch was not pleased about it, evidently. I was not there for that show. Um, they were they were none too happy, about well, I, I could see. which I can definitely see. I can definitely see. Now, personally, growing up in the Indiana scene, um, I played a lot of shows where people were having bottle rockets fired directly into the face and very small spaces and whatnot. I'm pretty. I've seen a lot of guns fall out of waistbands at shows. I'm pretty desensitized to that stuff. If I were a touring band in somebody else's city and I suddenly heard gunshots in the video
1: in the venue, I would I would be not. Stoked about it. You know what I mean. I'm gonna tell you this: if somebody pulled a gun when I was running a house show uh-huh. and just fired it willy-nilly into the ceiling,
2: and I don't think it was a house show. But go on, you know.
1: Uh-huh. They ain't walking away. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, they're not walking away. Yeah, and I don't care if they're there to hurt people. Uh huh. Right. Right. They're gonna get the. Uh, they're gonna have a sit down with Daddy, <laughs> and I'm gonna let them feel, let them know what my boots feel like. <laughs> Right, all over their body. Well, see, that's just that's a
2: chain of events that I back every stage of it. Right, it's like I back the firing the gun into the ceiling because it's insane. But of course, that needs to come with repercussions. So then I also back that person getting their ass beat because they fired the gun. And into they the ain't ceiling. getting
1: the gun back either. No, no, that gun. It's is ending now. up in pieces, and it's going to be in the. I'm going to dismantle it right in front of them and throw it in the fucking river. There you go. Well, uh, so. I guess we ever So if you pull a gun at a show, uh-huh. and I'm there, right, the moment that everybody gets their fucking collective wits about them, as long as no one's dead, uh-huh. you better make sure that I don't get my hands on you. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. Um, uh, you know, and, and another thing I was thinking about was, speaking to Indiana hardcore and just like stupid shit that happens, we played a show like up in Hammond where somebody pulled a fucking sword.
2: Yeah, a machete. Uh, no, we played, it was, uh, it wasn't, in, it was in uh, Marion. That was it. But there were like Northwest Indiana theory. bands yeah, that yeah, were playing. but there were
1: Northwest bands that played. And someone blood in, blood out played. I yeah, think. and we were. It was good to hear punk rock, is what somebody said. Right. Yes. 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 And then somebody pulled. I heard somebody yell. Somebody's got a sword. <laughs> and then a knife fight ensued between somebody with a machete and a knife. And that's when we said, "Let's just get the fuck out of here."
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we. I think we bailed shortly after that. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There's a lot of I've. I've seen people mash, uh Mosh with Bricks. It's just a wild place. People people don't know about Indiana
1: Hardcore. You know, have some fun, but um, leave your guns at home. <laughs> right, yes. What are you, a fucking pussy? Right, yeah. What, you think somebody's going to come get you at the Hardcore show? Right. You fucking baby. You just got the gun in the front. Yeah, true. Leave it in the car, man.
2: But circling back around to jail, which that had very little to do with. Band fucking rips. I'm super psyched on this band. Definitely... I mean definitely one of my favorite East East Coast hardcore bands playing right now. To be to be quite frank, um, I I love everything that they've done.
1: I love this. I'm psyched to hear more. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, when you guys play, just remember leave your guns at home. Right. I, I unless did. you want a heaping serving of knuckle sandwiches. <laughs> I don't think these are the gun types.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Okay. Six. Okay, so six is a Philadelphia band called Blueprint. Um, The Bandcamp is blueprintphl.bandcamp.com This was sent to me by Anthony from Gel Um, So, you know, if his band is to be any indicator of his taste, I expect this to be pretty good It uh, looks like there's actually a physical release of it You can purchase a cassette Um, The release is in a four-song EP called Here to Please, let's see, is it on 7-inch too, or just cassette? Looks like just cassette, Uh, but I'm fine with that I love a good tape Um, Four songs, let's see they're all, let's see, a couple songs around, three, three of the songs are around two minutes, one's a minute and a half. I think in this instance, let's just play the first song. I imagine they're probably opening it up with their, uh, hopefully putting their best foot forward since what, it's four disgust? songs. Disgust? Disgust, yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to listen to Disgust by Blueprint off of their EP, Here to Please. <laughs> That was the song Disgust by
1: the band Blueprint off of their EP Here to Please. Nate? That was a shitty song written by a piece of shit. A piece of shit scumbag writing shitty fucking lyrics, feeling bad about himself. You should be disgusted with yourself. I look at the lyrics in the next song. Stop crying about how bad you are and what a bad little, what a bad little boy you are, how bad you feel. You low-life scumbag piece of shit.
2: <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting you to go, <laughs> go that route. Um,
1: how'd you feel about the music? The music was fine and dandy. The music was great. The music was fine and dandy. The lyrics were, um, you know, self-abasing. I'm uh-huh. into mean, it, I guess. You know, there's Self-abasement is always a good route. But there's a fine line between self-abasement and being a crybaby. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they crossed it. Right, but they're tiptoeing up to it. They're tiptoeing up to it. They're tiptoeing up to it. My own personal bias, full disclosure, mm-hmm. if this sounded like some fucking metallic beat down music, I was gonna say then the I'd same have been, thing. shut your fucking mouth, you fucking crybaby. 100% the same. Right? I was, I
2: was going to address that. Right? And yep. so
1: that's why I'll own it. Because uh-huh. I think, like I said, I don't like hardcore that sucks. <laughs> right, that exactly. opening riff and the ending riff on that song were dope. Super hard. The middle part was okay. Sure kind of fillery um, this of didn't fillory. this
2: didn't need to be a minute 45 it certainly did it could have been and, a minute 15 and that
1: that the, the the main the main like uh the main event of that song was the opening riff you carry on with that yep move with that you know the faster part eh whatever sure. standard fair white bread shit right um but that means that was fine that, that was fun i'm sure these guys be fine
2: live yeah yeah um yeah it's interesting because i had the exact same thought that you had like to a t as i was reading it i was like man if this was, were set over some fake tough guy bullshit, I would lay into these lyrics. Yep. I think it's just, again, as you acknowledged, for one thing, it's just personal bias. Mm-hmm. I like the music that this those lyrics were set to quite a lot, so I'm obviously going to, uh, I'm gonna be a little bit more gentle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna view them through that filter and that lens. But I also think it's just, it's like, I think it speaks, though, if you're doing if you're doing these lyrics over this music versus like shitty kind of beatdown stuff, I think the the packaging speaks to intent. You know what I'm saying? In Man. that in the sense that if you're in a beatdown band and you're delivering these lyrics, the intent and the like the emotional investment, it just everything about it it just feels different.
1: Well, also sonically like despite the fact that like in beatdown music with lyrics like this you know, the music tries to come across as really hard. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The contrast between the music right. and then the lyrics right. makes the lyrics sound like you're being a fucking crybaby. Sure, right, exactly. Like, this is music for the fucking gutter Right. written by an asshole that sleeps in the gutter. Right. You right, know right, what I right, mean? Right. That's what this is. Sure. I will say, looking at the lyrics for the next song... Mm-hmm. Um, You might be beating a dead horse because the next song is basically the same thing, talking about what a piece of shit they are. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, someday they'll uh, go seek a therapist. I was just about to suggest. Feel a little better. We're really on the same page because I was going to suggest the same thing. You know, The next blueprint is going to be a much more positive affirmation of oneself.
2: We're kind of giving them a blueprint for self-help right now. That's right. That's Uh, right. I will say that this is fine. I like this. This would be fun to see live. Um, I so I liked this a lot. I think predominantly because that main riff in that song—it was really good. Was really fucking good. Really good. But as I see two other songs on this on this four-song release, moving right up and over the two-minute mark, I can tell you right now, I sh- there's probably some fat to trim in those tracks too, mm. especially this format. It, you don't really need to, you, you, you rarely need to go over a minute and a half tops. Here's the thing, the blueprint's
1: already there for you. <laughs> the blueprint
2: is there, you just need to follow it. That's right. Right, take heed from your own name, follow the blueprint. Right. Um, but, good job. Yeah, that, that riff fucking ruled, ruled, ruled. Like, I, I love that riff. It was fucking hard and nasty, and like, it, it fit the tone of the song. But I will say, like, the song that we listened to from Gel. That was two minutes long. It didn't feel like it And it, at it all. didn't. They really utilized that because every part in that song felt like essential and dope and like it served it. Whereas like, as you pointed out, the sort of middle faster section of this song, it felt like it was added in just because the writer felt the need to like, yeah. oh, this song needs a fast part. No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't.
1: Like, they got this dope riff. Right. What do I want to do? Uh, you and, don't. And we've you, done it before, too. Right. Sure. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. does it. Everybody does. Yeah. You got this dope part to a song. Uh, what are we gonna put it with? I don't know. I don't know. How about just something like this? All right, and then go back into the main riff again. Right. Yeah. You don't need Everybody's to. Everybody's guilty of that. Yo, listen. To,
2: listen to. Uh, listen to various Negative Approach songs. Sometimes it's just the riff. It's just that riff. Like nothing. It's just that riff. There's like a little. There's a little chorus part. You know what I mean? But like, the song "Nothing" by Negative Approach is by and large just that main riff twice or three times or whatever Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and like yeah, yeah. you could have gotten away with just doing that main riff maybe a little
1: variation having that be a minute-long song and i would have been like even happier about it so reading ahead uh-huh i look at the first two songs right on this on this seven inch on this ep lyrically lyrically uh-huh pretty similar sure third song bad attitude yeah i swear to god this band is prescient they have some sort of like like premonitory ability uh-huh because this song has to be about us. We should listen to it and then we'll discuss this one for a second.
2: Okay, cool. All so right. we're going to listen to Bad Attitude. I, I like this twist. I wasn't expecting to be I listening did not to more expect music. to
1: be looking into the tea leaves and actually <laughs> seeing myself looking back here either.
2: <laughs> okay, cool. So we're going to listen to Bad Attitude by Blueprint and then we'll check back in for a second. I can't wait to see where this journey takes us. <laughs> that was a uh, bad attitude by blueprint you were uh,
1: you were right about that I was one i totally <laughs> right um and you know what you guys changed my mind cuz that was a much better song it was it was really that sick. song was really good mm-hmm. makes me feel bad about judging you in the first one <laughs> you really told me off in that song and in fact that song makes me want to buy your cassette if i see you live it does yeah that's the song that i go okay i'm buying that band i'm buying that shit yeah right mm-hmm. i may never listen to it but that's the one that gets me to give you 5 bucks sure
2: yeah, the uh, the fast part in that song, it did not feel like filler, as you pointed out. The sort of rock star buildup in the middle there, yeah. into that break, was awesome. There was uh, there was a ripping solo behind it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. A, I mean, and again, I really liked the first song. I just felt like it could they they could have sort of trimmed the edges on it. This song, minute and a half long, not even a minute twenty nine. Everything in it felt felt. Necessary
1: and, to the song, you know what I mean? It was No, as I said, dude kind of sounded like Alec Mackay in that song. A little bit. No no self-pitying lyrics. No self-pitying lyrics. And, uh, you know, I mean, that certainly harkens back to hardcore of that era, faith and so forth. Yeah, totally. So uh, Blueprint, good on you. Our apologies. <laughs> that was really good. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fix my attitude now. I'm going to go seek some help. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I actually, I actively uh, attend therapy, so
2: I work on fixing my attitude weekly. Um to varying degrees of, of success.
1: My my therapist told Tiffany that I. Uh, she has to prepare for our sessions, and that I am intimidating. Like I I am a real fucking downer, and um, I like her, and I don't feel that that's the right attitude that a therapist should have. Um, so I stopped going, because I didn't want to. I got tired of ruining their fucking day.
2: You're the kind of person that you're the you're the reason that your therapist needs a therapist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently she said that our sessions are fairly intimidating and intense. And, uh, you know, I haven't gone in a while. So I'm actually feeling a lot better since I stopped going because I'm not fucking crying all the time. <laughs> well,
2: I don't I don't share your fucking cavalier attitude towards mental health. So if anybody on here feels like therapy might help them out, I fully encourage you My to My brain's attend. a fucking Wild West. Let's <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> it sure fucking is. Um but yeah, that's that, that. stuff was cool. I uh, I dug it a lot. I might uh, I might just pick up the I might just pick up the cassette when I got an extra five bucks in my pocket. I don't now because I just bought a Smith single before uh, before we came to record yeah,
1: here. I just bought a Smith single. Yeah,
2: a really good. One of the best bands of all time. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Two. Okay. Yeah. Two is Living World. Uh, it's livingworld.bandcamp.com. This was sent to me by my homie TJ, who plays in the band Aviator. Uh, they would fall squarely into the punk and hardcore adjacent world, sort of post-hardcore-y, but not in a dumb way. Um, they oh,
1: fall- I've seen that one guy before.
2: Uh, from the band Living World? Which guy? Dude in the middle. Have you? Yeah.
1: I don't know where they're
0: from. Oh,
2: well, you're f- they're from Pittsburgh. Okay. And you are from
1: Pittsburgh, and you recently attended the yeah, shows I don't shows know these there. guys, yeah. but I've definitely seen that guy in the middle of the picture before. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, you were, uh, you were at the last blood pressure show in Pittsburgh. Fully likely that that guy may have uh, been there.
1: Yeah, and I'm almost certain that he's been into a record store when I'm in there before, too. Yeah,
2: very possible. So uh, let's see. This is a tin song release. Um, I see no evidence of it being on uh, any sort of physical medium right now. Which uh, oh yeah well no no I did. it was recorded to eight track tape but I don't see any uh, links to actually order a tape. Um, let's see all the songs pretty short. Um, Wouldn't that
1: be dope if they only released it on eight track tape? I would love
2: that. Yeah, honestly, I like like as we as we've said many times, I uh,
1: I love like purposefully obtuse bullshit. I so. have a seventeen inch. Mm-hmm. Like, 17... No, it's it's 17.5 RPM. Okay. 18-inch record. Yeah, that's that's bullshit, and I love it. I can't... I don't, you know, mm-hmm. who the fuck knows what it sounds like.
2: So, do we just want to the, we listen to the first song on this? G-Bong. G-Bong? G-Bong? or G-Bong. I'm not sure which. I don't know anything about bongs because I'm a fucking straight-edge warrior.
1: Well, it is impossible to look dignified while sucking on a bong. We've had that conversation before. You, in
2: fact, said... uh Give Neil deGrasse Tyson a bong, and he looks like a fucking moron.
1: Yeah, it is impossible to be a dignified human being and suck on a bong. It is true. Um,
2: do we just want to listen to
1: that track? Like I sure, said, Let's all- look at Gabong. All right,
2: let's listen to Gabong or possibly G Bong by the band Living World off of their record Future Built for Self. That was the song either Gabong or G-Bong by the band Living World. Gabong
1: is the way it's pronounced. How could it not be Gabong?
2: (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) that was the song Gabong by the band Living World off of their record Future Built for Self. I like that. Yeah. That was was
1: aggressive, weirdo, fast, hardcore. Yep. Little jangly sort of Dead Kennedys, as you pointed out part in the end there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Lyrics, just shitty fucking lyrics, talking shit on somebody. Again, it sounds like it's written about me. Shut the fuck up, stay in the woods. Well, that's where I spend most of my days is in the woods. I was thinking it's kind of interesting in that this almost could be an answer to the first Blueprint song that we
2: listened It could to. be. You know what I mean? Because Because Homeboy was kind of lamenting, I'm such a piece
1: of shit. What? They're, they're so, both from PA a as well. Here's the thing. Yeah. And Pittsburgh punks don't go to Philly and Philly don't go to Pittsburgh. Why would you? Well, at least back in the day. I'm not sure if that still is the case mm-hmm. or not. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I can tell you right now when I was there mm-hmm. and when I'm still there. Right. You don't go to Philly, and Philly don't come to Pittsburgh. Right? Why? Why would you? Sure. Right? Let's start a little feud. <laughs> uh, let's us start it right now. Yeah. Let's let's stir some shit. Let's stir the pot. Let's contact Living World uh-huh. under the guise of being Blueprint. Talk some shit, <laughs> and then tell Blueprint, "Yo, Living World's got some beef with you guys." We uh we just sort of outed ourselves here. No one's listening to this. Uh, quite a few people are listening. No one important. <laughs>
2: I can't. I can't attest to the truth of that statement. So, so. I,
1: I. What I like is. I like this. I like the the delivery of it. Yeah. I like the lyrical content. Right. Just fuck you. Just nasty lyrics. Right. I'm really a fan of nasty sarcastic lyrics. As am I. Um, I like the picture of these guys. Yep. They look they like just, shit. <laughs> they look like shit. They describe themselves as three little pigs. <laughs> yeah, I did And that. that's exactly what they look like. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm all about this. Uh. Three Little Pigs. Trev, Dev, and E. Yeah. Making shitty, nasty hardcore. Yep. Um, I liked the reverb and the buried vocals, the mm-hmm. echoey vocals. Yep. Uh, if, if I wasn't reading the lyrics, I'd have a hard time understanding what was being said. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely hear the fuck yous. Sure. And stuff like that, I'm all about it. Yep, having fun.
2: We've uh, we've gotten a lot of stuff in this vein today. Honestly,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. A
2: lot of a lot of stuff like I like we pointed out earlier, kind of in the lineage of the mysterious guy hardcore stuff that uh, that could exist on on shows with Bib and Gag and bands of that ilk. And as we pointed out, very much in my lane because it's just a permutation of traditional U.S. hardcore, which is again my favorite thing ever. Not just yeah. my favorite form of hardcore. Uh, my favorite iteration of music as a
1: concept is early US hardcore. Period. Yep. It's the best music ever written. And that dude in the picture I have seen in Cruel Noise Records in Pittsburgh.
0: Okay.
2: That is high. I ain't I ain't, lurking, highly specific. I ain't creeping.
1: Right, right. I'm just like, I've seen that guy somewhere and that's where it was. Okay. That's uh, a that you got a mind like a steel trap, pal. Well, when you look like that guy, how could you forget?
2: <laughs> that is true. He kind of looks like a uh well, I've talked about like um like the concept of zipper people before that are just <laughs> animals zipped up in a human suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a turtle zipped up in a human
1: suit. His hair looks uncomfortable on his <laughs> body. <laughs> yeah, it looks
2: like it shouldn't be there. Yeah, and like, I'm not
1: talking shit on him. I'm just well, saying. No, I mean You obviously don't take take yourself too serious. Now, like he doesn't take himself too seriously.
2: I want to Now I no, I'd just like to say something here. You you just said I'm not talking shit on him, but we just
1: did, though. Yeah. But, but it's, it's not serious. Right, it's we're not, not serious. Yeah, no, we're just taking the piss. I'm just taking the piss because he does look uncomfortable. Yeah, but the band fucking rips. And if 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 you see me, mm-hmm. I look horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I suppose I, I, a, I, beauty's in the eye of the mold. Uh, I look like somebody wrapped a Buick in skin <laughs> and tried to lean it up against a wall.
2: <laughs> I've never... I've never heard you describe yourself that way before. That's, that's what I look like. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yo, Living World, that stuff is uh, is quite good. Quite good. I fucked with that a lot. I want to listen to the rest of this. If there is a way to order this on uh, a physical format of some, time, some type, please let me know because I would very much like to own this and yeah. I, I don't see a link to order it. I don't see it. Uh, there's no. There's nothing on here. Stating that it was on a label of any sort like that, and it's it came out in January, so one would think if it is going to get a physical release, it already would have happened by now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, per- I mean, I'll continue to listen to it online. Yeah, but I would prefer to listen to it like I would tank. like. I like to have a little a little memento. Yeah, I am a, I am a uh, artifact hoarder in that regard. I'm a, I'm a little sentimental with my
2: uh, the the detritus of a life lived in the. Uh, wake of destruction that yeah. punk and hardcore has caused personally for me. Right. But yeah, that was really good. I really fucked with that Living World stuff. We've gotten a lot of stuff tonight that I've uh, quite liked, actually. Yeah, Perhaps perhaps due to the fact that uh, people whose taste I tr- trust submitted a lot of stuff
1: tonight. It's a good not old a bunch boys of, club.
2: Yeah, not a, not a good old boys, girls, non-binary folks, and
1: anyone, but basically yeah. cool people. Good old boys in the general phrase. Sure. Right. Right, right, Here's right. the thing. I hope it doesn't turn into that. And I hope we still oh, get too. people just willing to put themselves on the fucking tracks and see if the train hits them.
2: Very much so. Because, like, as we've pointed out, it's very rarely personal on here if we fucking dig into something. You know what I mean? And if we do have a personal grievance, how could it be it? personal? We don't right. know anybody. Right. Well, I, I know a lot of people. I don't know anybody. You don't know anybody. I know a lot of people. I'm saying it's like it's rare that we're making, like, deeply personal attacks on people. You know what I mean? But it does happen on occasion, if
1: we're feeling froggy. I can't think of anybody that I dislike enough that I would actually make, like... There are, like, a handful of people. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, I just mean we, like... That I would actually make, like, ad hominem attacks.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, me neither. I'm just saying, like, we... (laughs) We make attacks on their music that a person of a certain disposition could take deeply personally. Well, that's because they're babies. Sure, exactly, right, because they're little boo boo boo, boo. Yeah. I don't like when grown men talk music about my music. Go write
1: a beat-down song about me and cry your little heart out. Right, yeah, exactly. Next band. And don't come to Indiana, you're going to get your ass beat. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. How many we got left,
2: five? Yeah, let's, uh, th- we'll, we'll call this one the last one for the night because we got a lot of voice messages to work through. Okay. Which I'm very excited about. Three. Okay. Three is Dregs. It is Dregs Punks X.bandcamp.com. Um it's like a five song E P. This band is from Vienna, Austria. One uh one G. Oh, uh what's that? One G. What what about one G? I don't know what the hell you're talking Dregs about. Dregs with one G or two Oh yes, yes, with one G. I thought you were trying to communicate to me that your uh tablet currently has one G. I was like, Well there's no way we're gonna be able to listen to it on that. No. That kind of connection. Um, yeah, so this band's from Vienna, Austria. Oh, another international band. Yeah, I'm stoked on that. Uh, we've mentioned in, in episodes prior that I would be... That we would be stoked to uh, get more inter- international um, submissions. And uh, this episode has has given us two. So
1: Artwork's pretty cool. I mean, it's just cut and paste like image found online. but Sure. Looks pretty cool. Yeah,
2: so... Uh, the first the first track on here is way three, too long. Yeah, That's, way too long. In the
1: outro. No
2: way too long. So I imagine, you know, they're doing they're doing a thing with the intro and outro. So let's listen to one of the three middle tracks. Let's listen to just track two, Uh, watch out. Okay. And uh, and then if we decide that we need more, then we'll listen to more. But for now, let's just uh, let's do that track. So we're going to hear watch. We're going to hear the song watch out by drags, which is the title track off of the watch out EP. Waiting for a day You can't stop, our am Second side of us, free with me. We just heard the song Watch Out from the EP of the same name by the band Dregs from Vienna, Austria.
1: Yeah. I dig that. Mm-hmm. Upbeat, circle, pit, and punk. Yep. Uh, hardcore. Dude's got a trash talk hoodie on in the uh, picture. Fresh yep. tattoo. Yep. Everything sort of works together. Mm-hmm. Um, vocalist fucking howls, which is nice. Yep. that was uh, Those were some top-notch. like lyrical delivery yeah for sure uh into that into the fury Mm -hmm. i got no problems with that whatsoever that'd be a lot of fun to see live it would um looking at the picture
2: too of the band like i love it because this is like an incredibly diverse roster of people oh yeah coming up with this sound which i love because like it it just goes to it I mean, it just seems more real to me, right? Like yeah. when you have like a homogenous group of people that look like they have like a a, uh, a very strictly curated vibe or aesthetic that they're going for, it always feels kind of put on. Yeah. No, Whereas I'm- this is like you have like what lo- appears to be a somewhat younger kid in a coat orange shirt, right, with some cuff jeans, looking like looking like a coat orange fan. You got a jean jacket punk with some dyed hair. You got a leather jacket punk. And then you got Trash Talk Hoodie Guy and some New Balances who looks like he could be in
1: fucking at a chain of strength show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's... Individually, if anybody in the band looks all like any one of them. Right. I'm kind of like, ugh. Right, right, right. But collectively, it works. Exactly. I'm super into it. It just, uh, it's... There's a really weird looking dude in the middle too. (laughs) Oh,
2: I (laughs) I did not even notice that dog in there. That is a really funny looking dog, but I like the inclusion of that pup in there. Um, that's a good look. But yeah, this stuff was cool. I mean, like, there's not that much to say about it just because, as you already pointed out, it's just kind of like ripping, circle pick, like hardcore punk stuff. Yeah. What 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 more? Well, I mean, what's not to like about it? I mean, it, it's you know, a formula that I
1: mean? works. Right. And it all depends on how you deliver it. Sure, exactly. And what you know, I mean, certainly what made it stand out was the vocal delivery. Right, yeah, yeah. Because she sounded like she was on fire. Right. It was really good. Really, really good. Um,
2: I will say, like, we didn't listen to the, the first or last track on this. This song was a minute eighteen. Next song is a minute forty-eight. Third song is a minute thirty-nine. Then the opening track is three and a half minutes. The closing track is almost five. Now, hearing that song, the formula was was on point. Everything was delivered with ferocity, intensity, and urgency. It worked. The other song, the other two following songs on here aren't much longer. I imagine they stick to a similar format. I don't think we need to fuck with it. No, I don't think we need to fuck with it either. What I'm saying is. Based on how much that worked, I doubt that the three and a half and four and a half minute songs work nearly as well as what I just heard. So I, this is pure hearsay because I haven't heard a note of the music in either of those songs, but I'm just going to recommend that you don't do that in the future because this is a five song release where most of the time is monopolized by the first and last song on the record.
1: Yeah. I don't I mean, like that. The first and last song are longer than the other songs put together Th- by far. That's what I'm saying. And like, um, that's just a bad luck to me. I'll check it out later. I will, too. Maybe revise my opinion. Perhaps. Do a mea culpa. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you're right. And I don't think that we need to explore it right now because yeah. I like what I heard. Me, too. I don't want to find out that there's a turd at the bottom of this milkshake.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like the beginning of a relationship before you really know anything about the other person. Right. That's why I've actually always postulated that... Um, the best the best course for a relationship to take, like a romantic relationship, is you get in, you're still in the honeymoon period, maybe you've been going together for like a month and a half, and then you both die in your sleep at the yeah. same time. That's a be- that is the best possible outcome for a relationship, because either it goes on long enough and then you, know, you get your heart broken, whatever, shit goes bad, it's messy, it it's, sucks, you get bored, you get bored, whatever, or you live a long, happy life only for one of you to die first. And uh, cause your partner a great deal of pain. So yeah. the best, the most ideal outcome is you've been dating for a month, month and a half. Everything's great. Haven't had a chance to even have a fight yet. And then you both just get fucking plowed by a semi.
1: Well, or just one of you. Because well, you're not long. You haven't been together long enough to give that much of a shit.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I don't think. I don't know. Nope, I'm going to go with my original statement and not and not yours. No,
1: I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying it has to be, you know, the other person. Uh-huh. Right. I'm just saying like one of you gets hit. I'm talking then the, about- other, then the other one can live a happy life. Uh-huh. It, it'll take a minute to get past it, but it's not like you've been around for a long time that like you're really dependent on them.
2: Right. My, my point here was the, the most desirable
1: outcome for both parties, not just for one. No, I absolutely not. If I was in a relationship, and I am in a relationship with somebody, right? Yes. So let's not say if I was, right? Right. But let's say that I'm in a nascent relationship. We like each other. We've got a good thing going, right? Uh-huh. Haven't found anything weird. No two belly buttons. Right. Regular number of appendages. Uh Uh-huh. Things aren't weird. Sure. Right? Yeah. No surprises. Mm Mm-hmm. You have a dope time together. Right. It's been six weeks, right? Yeah. Pow. Right? (laughs) She's she's gone. (laughs) It's gonna suck. Uh Uh-huh. But it's a hell of a difference between six weeks, six years, or six decades. Six decades, six, six years, you're, like, invested in a life together and, and, like, fuck, there's a lot of mess to clean up. Six weeks, you're not even moved in unless you're a fucking maniac. Right. Right? In six years, you're, like, you know, you're, like, fuck, I got to deal with this. And, like, just the act of cleaning up the fragments drags the misery on. Right, Six decades uh-huh. right like you've been together for a long ass time you're 80 years old, right mm-hmm. one of you goes. you don't even know how to live your life without the other person right. Six weeks, you're sad for about a month
3: <laughs> about a month right about it's, a not month. Like you, it's not like it's
1: not like it's not like you forgot it happened right uh-huh. It's not like you're like, oh shit, that's right. they did get hit by a car right <laughs> It's not like you forgot that it happened, but at the same time you're like, Ah, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So I think that the desirable outcome is 50-50, one of us is getting taken out in six weeks. Right? As long as it happens quick. Uh It doesn't matter if it's me or you, because you'll never see it coming. Right. And then the other person can hold that precious six weeks like a a cherished flame deep in their memory Uh and get over the abrupt end. Uh-huh. And go on to live a happy, successful life. Well, <laughs> we'll just dis- agree to disagree
2: on this one, I guess. <laughs> on that note, let's uh let's move on to the voice messages. okay. We have quite a few to to work through. Um, I, I don't see any reason we can't get through all of them, but I, I, even as we've been recording this episode, I've been receiving more. So we'll see how many we've got, how long they are on average. We'll maybe save some for next week. Okay. Um, just depends. We'll see what happens. Let's In uh, ways,
1: don't listen to your fucking shit.
2: Yeah, fuck you, you piece of shit. Let's uh, let's check out the first one and see what the the first of these morons has to fucking say.
4: Yo, what's up? My name is Mikey the God, and I live on the corner of uh, Fuck You and Please Don't Rob Me Street, gang.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Mikey God. Mikey, du- is it Mikey Dugod? Mikey god Okay. Yeah. He lives in the corner of Fuck You and Please Don't Rob Me Street. He's sending
2: mixed signals with that one.
1: Yeah. Cause he's coming strong at first, but then he's maybe thinking thinking better of it. And he did think better of it because he cut his uh, he cut his his uh, called off real quick. He sure did. As soon as he realized he was stepping to the wrong two motherfuckers, <laughs> he's like, "Fuck!" and he hung up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got scared. Yeah. Well, we can't. I can't
2: blame him. Um, let's see what Let's see what the next guy has to say. Next guy or girl or whoever.
3: Hey y'all, just calling in to say. uh you know, I actually have really nothing negative at all to say about you and that fucking pisses me off. Honestly. Like, fuck you both for that. Uh great podcast. Fucking wish I came up with the idea myself. Alright. Bye gay.
2: Okay. That was uh that was my friend Audrey there that called in. Um thanks for thanks for calling me by my proper name, mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. Gay Gordon. Yeah. Um, I think I'm actually legitimately in a lot of people's phones as gay ex Gordon, which I appreciate. You're in mine is Gary. Yeah, Gary Gary's good. Gary Gordon. Gary Groden. His Narry. Gary Gordon. Gary Orton. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Um, well, yo, thanks for the kind words about the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, we love we love a sincere you know, we love some sincere um, thanks and praise. That's great. But we don't love it even half as much as some shit talk.
1: Well, nothing bad to say. That's
2: because you uh, don't yeah. really know me. <laughs> well, <it's good. laughs> that's fair enough. And, uh, you know, we haven't, we haven't listened to your music on the pod. That's right. So, you know, you send it in, have Nate give it a listen, you might change your mind. Yeah. But not really because, like, she, she's, she's a real one. She wouldn't give a fuck. She would would actually probably be quite pleased with uh, a little light roasting. All right. Um, Let's see what's up next.
4: Yeah, this is Nate Simmons. You know my address. Check your Google Maps. Fuck you guys. Your podcast sucks. God, Grace, shut the fuck up. You think you're so much better than everyone with these fucking
2: videos about people coming up to you
4: on fucking shows? God, your Twitter presence is
2: the worst, homie. Fuck you all right that was my homie Nate from Chicago I do know your address well actually you know what I'll say this I don't know your address I've been to your house many times um, I would actually have to give a fuck about you to remember your address which I do not um, I remember the address of people I like and friends um, so I guess that would disqualify you it's actually funny how badly I could beat your ass if I wanted to I've, I've considered it many times you've kind of come at me sideways about some shit and I've just thought to myself, "It is really wild how badly I could fuck this bitch- ass motherfucker up." And I'm glad to finally get a chance to broadcast that sentiment to uh, hundreds of people and to highlight what a soft bitch you and, you, you are in reality.
1: Um, the uh, stutter there at the end of "What a soft bitch you are really Well, I put a little fucking stank on that. Well
2: so well I have a neurological problem that's, that's no causing excuse. that
1: stutter. It's ironically, Nate who called. He also has a stutter. Does it? Yeah. So, well, he didn't stutter when he was talking shit on you. <laughs> Sounds like one of you is shook.
2: <laughs> Damn, I like this.
1: Now I like this. I like.
2: I like that. Down there's in-group shit talking going on right here. That's a nice twist that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't <laughs> expecting the potential for you to actually take the side of one of the callers.
1: I'm just an observer. I'm the right.
2: ref. Well, okay, fair enough. Um Let's uh let's see what's popping next in the uh, voicemails. Well, that was
1: either either the best or the worst message that we've gotten. I think we just heard completion. <laughs> That's what we just heard. <laughs> Completion of what, though? Completion of ecstasy. (laughs) You think so? I think so. I think what we just heard there was the uh, final moments of an illicit act.
2: Well, he must have been listening to one of our podcasts then. It must have been. Made him
1: feel real good.
2: Let's see what's up next.
4: Yo, this is Evan from Biohazard. I heard you talking about me on the last episode and saying that we wasn't hardcore. Yo, Biohazard's always been hardcore. we always going to be hardcore. We New York hardcore from the start. Y'all need to step and understand. We are the hardcore masters. Biohazard. Not really. This is uh, Brian Sore from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, just calling actually to ask Nate. Um, I know that you're into environmental science and conservation. I was wondering what field you are in, and um, you know what got you into that. Um, you know what degrees you have, things like that um, I am actually graduating with my bachelor's finally in environmental science for uh human sustainability, and um I am kind of looking for some leads right now as far as employment goes. Wonder if you can maybe you know give me some idea um you know what what do you do and uh um, you know do you like it? how long have you done it things like that um on the hardcore tip, straight edge for life, vegan go. People talk about it. I'm all down for it. Hopefully everybody else is too. And if you're not, well, fuck you. Who cares? All
2: right. Late. All right. That was was Brian from Baltimore. Brian, that
1: was the worst job interview I've ever heard. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I've been doing this shit since I was a kid. You know, I basically found... Uh, somebody to pay me to hang out in the woods. It's a bit more technical than that. Mm -hmm. I've got quite a bit of education and experience under my belt, but I just keep plugging at it. It's a very competitive field. Uh, It's what I tell my folks that uh, I hire, and it's what I I tell my field staff. It's what I tell anybody. It's extremely competitive. Um, But, you know, if you're willing, (laughs) you're not going to get rich, if you're willing to uh, make a few financial concessions and you are passionate about uh, what it is you feel is an important issue, and, and I am, I, I don't make a ton of money, but I make enough that I'm comfortable, and, uh, you know, you, you stick with it, um, good things may or may not happen. You could get fucked, right? I'm not going to lie. I'm right. just saying... And it's also just as much who you know as anything. It's not just what you know, it's who you know. Right. Um, So you need to get out there if you graduate and make connections any way that you can with uh, conservation individuals or individuals that are working in a field that you desire to work in. That goes for anybody. you got to make those connections. Um, I'm going to start a new podcast called Career Talk with Nate. Okay, there you Um, go. And uh, I'll tell you how to fuck up your career. And I'll tell you how to stumble ass backwards into the best job you ever had, because <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. Now, can
2: you uh, can you reveal to the listeners real quick why you actually initially pursued a biology degree? Because it's one of the funniest things ever to me. Why you, now? I think you imparted in me that you initially were studying science to give you an edge on one of your hobbies. I was, I was. Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, I was an avid fisherman. Right. Now. Truth be told, you could have talked to me when I was five years old, and I'd have told you that I would have, I wanted to be, you know, a paleontologist, right? And I could have told you that I, I wanted to do something like that, um, because five-year-olds love dinosaurs and stuff, right? Sure. But um, and, and like you know, giant animals. Um, but uh, I mean, I've always been. I was a redneck kid running around in the woods and the hills outside in wet southwest PA, and um, I was an avid fisherman. Mm-hmm. I still like to fish. I love ramming hooks through innocent animals' mouths. <laughs> I got no problem with it. They're little meat robots. Um, Jesus Christ. And uh, I don't do it as much as I, I used to, but I love to fish. And so coming out of high school, I actually wanted to be a competitive fisherman, right? trophy fisherman. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would go get a degree in biology um, and somehow magically in my adult 18-year-old brain think that I could somehow hold a doctorate in a field of ichthyology. And find the time to be a competitive fisherman, and I would be a sensation. <laughs> Looking back, it is absurd. It is ridiculous. Um, so, uh, you know, that's what I thought for about six months into my uh, college career, and then I decided that that was stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I work primarily with invasive species and uh, rare and endangered species as well. And, um I don't know. I think that, like I said, make connections. That's the number one thing I can tell you is make connections, meet people, get yourself out there, yeah. and uh, be willing to uh, to do the grind. I sure. get plenty of people that apply to me, and they are expecting a you know they come out of school with a four-year degree and they want full-time job in the conservation field. That's not how any of this works. Yeah, you got to do your time and you got to make your connections. Where that's one of my favorite factoids about you. So I,
2: I really wanted, I really wanted the world to hear that. I still I,
1: am a damn good fisherman.
2: I'll take your word for it. I've never seen you fish because I don't partake myself, but uh, I believe you. Let's. Uh, I think we got one more message. Let's. Uh, let's see what. Uh, see what they got to say.
4: Okay, this time I am gonna talk shit to every motherfucker that listens to this show and doesn't pay anything forward. Sign up for the fucking Patreon. You fucking leech. Anyways, uh, the other thing about it is that, like, for guys that like, you want to hear, like, people, like, listen to, like, shit that you never fucking heard because you were too much of a fucking Midwestern nerd, like me, like, fucking sign up for it. You hear insane releases you would never fucking heard. Because it wasn't until you got on the fucking internet and heard about who Zero is Gone. Listen. There's a different fucking line for us. I'm included. I'm a fucking millennial nerd. Just sign up for that goddamn Patreon.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> well, that was, uh, my Uncle Nick drunk dialing us. Um, Plugging us on the Patreon. Thanks a lot, bud. I do appreciate the, uh, the props. Um, uh, maybe next time, take the phone out of your mouth when you're leaving us a message. And, uh, you know, try to call us earlier in the day before you're completely fucking hammed.
2: Well, I got bad news for you, pal. It's uh, 6.30 on a Thursday. <laughs> And he and he left that a while ago. So I don't think the time of day really matters.
1: Call us at eight in the morning. Sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well maybe not eight because he might still be he might still be feeling it from the night the night before. <laughs> there might be a a sweet spot in there, maybe around noon or one. Yeah, yeah. Um yo Tim, thank you for the plug on the Patreon. I do sincerely appreciate your passion your passion um and you attempting to violently compel people through shame i like the shit talking yeah i dig that i i agree that there is a lot of really good content on the patreon uh that if you like this you'll probably like that but i'm also not the type of person to uh peddle my wares in such a way you know what i mean like if you want to sign up i'm fucking psyched for it but like you know you're missing what you're missing if you don't want to fucking pay us five bucks a month, who gives
1: a shit?
0: That's fine.
2: You know what I mean? That's fine. As long as you enjoy it, sure.
1: I don't even give a shit if you enjoy it, because I'm still going to listen to records. If you don't fucking listen, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Like if, if people stopped listening to this tomorrow, we would just have these same conversations, not with microphones in front of us. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't. I couldn't discern all of what was said in that message, but I think the I think the the overarching theme of it beyond sign up for the Patreon, you piece of shit, was. That he was trying to impart um, the importance of being open-minded and uh, not painting yourself into a corner and being uh, a nerd about your music, but instead getting in touch with things, listening to the podcast, doing your own research, and discovering that there are so many records out there that you never would have known about otherwise. Uh, if you weren't open-minded and willing to discover and entertain some new things that's what I got out of that message there were there I'm not gonna lie there were pa- whole passages in there that I it didn't sound like human speech to yeah, me at yeah. all but well, I what think, I
1: what I did glean was that in general I think that's a good sentiment I think that uh, that's a sword that cuts both ways though if I see a hardcore fucking band talking about chakras I ain't listening <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being open-minded about that right right fair enough you got you uh you hanging off big jay's nuts i ain't listening
2: and so uh on that note i guess we can wrap up for the day if you like what you heard and you do want to give us 5 bucks a month it gives you access to the patreon if you give us 10 bucks a month you'll get some goodies we were discussing what beforehand uh, we've already talked about t-shirt a tape that, that sort of thing you know, we we got a little we got a surprise in store that's maybe, a real
1: uh, nice maybe uh you know some perishables some perishables <laughs> why not well, I can think of a lot of reasons why not, actually. Well, that's the reason why you want to do it.
2: Okay, so if you're interested in getting a fucking open can of beans, <laughs> then go ahead and head over to patreon.com demolistenpodcast. If you want to submit music to us, go ahead and hit us at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would uh, like to follow in Tim's footsteps and call and... Scream some unintelligible shit into the phone at us, which we fully encourage. Go ahead and dial 260-222-8341. Um, beyond that, I think that's about all we have this week. Tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I don't think we pissed anybody off tonight, hopefully, because we pretty much liked most everything that we heard. With yeah. a few exceptions, we didn't rip into anything. So. Oh, well hopefully we next pre- time we'll yeah. get you next time yeah we'll, we'll get you next time so perk up those ears because we're going to really lay into you and your shitty fucking music see ya